Hey, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Bar. I'm your host, Danny Johnson. My guest today, as you can see, Brian Bates is joining me. Uh, thanks for joining me today. His He has two dry bar specials, hmm. uh, yeah. Uber, Uber Important and Hello, Folks, which is the way that's... I say it when I read that title. Hello, folks. <laughs> that's uh, good. That's the way I say it. Yeah. So if you don't know him from his dry bar specials, you may have uh, seen him. The Grand Old Opry, I read that you performed there. Yep. Um, what else? Stand Up Nashville, I think. But stand up Nashville. Um, now I'm probably most known from a podcast I'm on, Nate Land. Nate Land with, podcast. Yeah, with Nate Bargatze and Aaron Weber and Dusty Slay. Yeah, I think Nate's last name is the one of the only last names I say differently every time I say it. Not that I yeah. say it a lot, but Bar it's Bargatze, Getze, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Grinnell Opry, Dry Bar, Sirius XM. And oh, Huckabee too. I watched your Huckabee. So first of all, I watched I watched both your specials. I watched your Huckabee set and the Stand Up Nashville set. I also watched a interesting clip of you uh, on your site. I think it was all African American audience. Yeah, yeah. And I got to yeah. tell you, man, you killed it. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad. Recording that video has gotten a ton of uh, ton of views on YouTube, and um, you know, I posted like five years ago. And my only regret is that was right before I realized that you needed to start captioning all your mm. videos that you post. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's still done great. And I went on there later and put in typed in the closed caption. So if you click on closed caption, you can follow along, but the audio is not great. So, so many of the comments are, I can't understand a word this guy's saying. Right. So I think if I'd have put the captioning on right, it would have gotten a lot, even a lot more views. Yeah, I think, I mean, you can tell, obviously, you're a tenured comedian the way you handled it. When you come out, hmm. even though the host introduced you as a good friend, right, yes. and he's, Af he's African-American, and you yeah. come out and embrace the sort of, not shock, but that moment of, I'm the only white guy in here. Yeah. You yeah. didn't rush to the microphone. You didn't, I got to be funny now. You just kind of embraced it. Yeah, I played it up. I mean, I I played to it. Uh, that was such a great crowd, and and um, so I just yeah, I just played along, kind of the awkward white guy, and and uh, they yeah. went with it. It was it was so much fun. I'm just so glad I was recording that. Yeah, I've had some mixed um, reactions doing a, a a crowd like that too, especially if like I think if I remember back to the very first time ever was when I was first starting. I was emceeing for like a Ricky Smiley. Um, and, uh, and then for, it wasn't DC Curry. It was somebody else who, it, they're obviously a huge draw and these people paid 30, 40, 50 bucks to see them. Right. And they're like, you know, I'm what, what, besides announcements, what do you got for me, boy? Let's bring them, bring them, bring up the next guy. Come on. You know? Yeah. Was that at the Jacksonville comedy zone? Yeah. 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 That's where I, st I started there. Yeah. That crowd. Luckily that night, that was at Zany's here in Nashville, and the host set me up so well, and and it went well. But I've had the same experience. I've had different times where it doesn't go so well. Yeah, so, I've done Zany's, but I love that Zany's is your home club. I assume in Nashville, right? Yes, yes. I've done that club twice. I featured for the Tennessee Tramp. <laughs> oh yeah, Janet Williams. Janet Williams, right? And then I did uh, one of the last comic standing auditions there oh you did yeah yeah okay well uh i did one there so we 
could have even been on the same show. Maybe it was um I stood out, it was snowing. I remember standing online. I wasn't like one of those comics that had representation, you know, that get got right in or whatever. So I was in line for yeah. hours, snow on my shoulder, like a half inch, you know. All right, that might be a different one then, because I don't remember that. It was I think the, the year that John um Heffron was. Is it John Heffron? Yeah, John Heffron did win one year. Yeah, I think that one, that's been a while, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was before. Uh, I did not do that one. Yeah. I, I remember in Nashville, but I did not do that one. I did one years later. Did you, when you, so when I went in, it was just two two judges. It was a, there was a short, skinny guy and a, and a, and a, and a very obese man. Um, and that was it. You got 120 it seconds. It wasn't the guys from Cheers? No. <laughs> Because one year, and I was thinking it was the year you're talking about, maybe they just came for the actual live taping. Uh, Norm and Cliff from Cheers Whoa. were the, were the uh, judges. Um, but I guess you just had like producers or something. Yeah, yeah. It was just a, like two producers and then like camera people. And I'm already shivering from the snow. Mm -hmm. And then I'm shivering from nerves. Yeah. One guy loved me. The other guy hated me. And they were like, thanks. And I left. And I was like, and then I saw... Heffron, so we went back that night for the actual show, whoever was performing that night. Right. And and Heffron left in the same car as the two judges. <laughs> and then he ended up winning. I was like, ah, all right, come on. Yeah, I guess that's a sign. Well, he's a good comic. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but let's, let's, uh, let's dive into your dry bar special. So for me, it was one of the best experiences of my life to get to film a dry bar special. And the, yeah, you know, you've had now two experiences doing uh -huh. it walk us walk the audience through what your experience was with dry bar yeah so um if, and i didn't thank you for having me on by the way i didn't even oh, say that we started um you know when dry bar first started um so i've been doing comedy for 16 years altogether i got a late start in life on it and when dry bar first started however many years ago um you know it was just obviously it, it's made some guys careers and, yep. and, and uh huge, huge, huge viewership. I never even considered myself um, never even crossed my mind that I would be um, worthy of doing a dry bar. Right. And then, um, and then a comic I knew here in Nashville got a dry bar and he, he'd been doing it even less time than I had. And, um, I thought, well, maybe I could then. And I, I reached out to the booker, um, and it was a pretty quick process that I got booked to do it. And this was season. I don't know. All the seasons run together, but they'd been doing it long enough where they kind of run through the best guys who could do clean right. material for a whole set. And, um, so the first time I did it was, oh boy four years ago, maybe. And, um, you know, went out there and Keith Stubbs, who, um, runs the wise guys right. said, if you want to come a day early, you can, uh, co-headline this, a show here at wise guys, and you can run through your set. And I said, sure, that'd be great. Right. So That's I flew great. in and I did co-headline the show at wise guys. It went well. And I did like 40 minutes. And when I got off stage, he called me back to his office. He said, you know, we're not doing 40 minute sets anymore. Right. For dry bar. And I was like, no, no one told me that. He's like, oh yeah, we're doing like 25 minute sets now. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, so I was the first weekend of 
when they shortened it down to like 25 minutes. So I had to go back to my hotel room and cut, 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 and kind of get a new set in my head. Um, and, uh, and, and in fact, one of the other comics that was on that weekend with me, no one even told him and he went over on his time. Wow. Because no one had told him that, you know, we've shortened it. So it was a great experience. Um, I wish I had chose some jokes differently on that first one. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Some jokes, you know how we are. We all, we always oh, yeah. think it's everything we do. And there were some jokes that didn't hit as well as I'd have liked. And, you know, I always look back retrospect, like, Oh, I should have done this or done that or whatever, but it was still a great experience. And, yeah. and it was, it was still, um, I never had anything like that. Still haven't had anything like that done as far as a multi multi-camera special shot for, you know? Yeah. And then, um, but then, so then it took, then COVID hit and it took a while for it to come out. It came out during COVID, during the heart of COVID, um, which was good and bad. It was good in the sense that maybe more eyeballs were sure. on it, stuck in the house. Maybe bad in the sense that uh, I wasn't touring anyway because of COVID. So I couldn't get booked. Right. As a result of the special, right? Right. Yeah. So it was kind of a, you know, catch 22 there. And then, um, and then last year, um, I went back and did another one and, um, still another great experience. Um, I knew what to expect this time, you know, obviously I haven't done it once before and, um, I guess I was a little bit more relaxed this time. Yeah. You know what to expect and kind of, cause I, I, I I tell people that I've never been more nervous before a show than it was before that taping, because Mm -hmm. I've had small TV spots and other high pressure situations, but Mm -hmm. this is sort of being, this is being recorded and you may or may not have control over the editing of it. Right. They give you a a sheet to fill out, like your feedback's appreciated, but ultimately you're like, I got two shots, two shows. Yeah. This This is it. Yeah, and I was hoping to just knock it out of the park on the first one, so then I could relax a little bit on the, you know, on the second taping of the night. But um, my experience, what I remember is, <laughs> I was nervous, and I didn't, I didn't like just like, oh, that was a slam dunk on the first one, so that put right. more pressure on the second one. Yeah, to get it right, but it's kind of a blur. Yeah, and the, the the staff is top notch. I mean, you you're first class all the way, and just so kind and so confident. Oh yeah, and Absolutely. I did the same. I did the same thing you did. I went in the night before, and I got to watch two. Uh, I was probably one of the last weeks of the forty minute specials, right? Okay. So I watched the two guys who were filming on Friday night. Yeah, and then I even kind of went up on stage in between just to kind of get a feel of what it looked like, felt like, and then the next night I filmed, so I felt like I'd already been up there. Right you know, kind of put me at ease. Yeah. Yeah. So this one, um, the one that I taped that just came out a couple weeks ago, um, I'll share some behind the scenes, of, of, uh, editing or whatever. So as you know, with dry bar, generally speaking, you're going to get a standing ovation. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of expected. And they kind of tell you it's like a t it's like a TV show. Sure, they yeah, it's a production. Yeah, it's production. And they say, "Hey, blah 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 blah." And um, so I taped this one, the second one I did, and I went first. There's three comics on a show. I went first. There's the host, then myself. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I went first, felt like I had a good set. Got done. No one stood. <laughs> Second comet goes up, has a good set. No one stands. Third comet goes up, has a, and he's a high energy, like almost, you know, the kind that you just have to stand up for. No one stands. And I was kind of surprised. And I said something to one of the producers there for Dry Bar about it. I mean, I just asked her and she said, well, you know, the host, the MC, he forgot to tell the audience that it would be good to stand at the end. So we'll make sure he does it for the second taping. And I said, okay. And I listen and he does. He tells the audience, hey, it really looked good. You know, if you guys stood at the end. Right, right. I go up, have a good set. No one stands. Oh, no. Second comment goes up and he actually at the end does this with his hand. Right. Like if you're listening, he's basically motioning to the audience to stand <laughs> thinking, well, they can edit out me doing that, you know, and they, and he gets them to stand. Um, Third comment goes up and just tells them, Hey guys, this is my last joke. It'd really be great. If you stood at the end and gave me a standing ovation. No way. So now I'm the only one who didn't get a standing ovation. And the host is wrapping up, basically telling everyone goodbye. Comic number two says, hey, we should get him to get you a standing ovation now. And it was really fast. So he runs around to the, comic number two runs around to the front of the stage, says, hey, Brian didn't get a standing ovation. Can we do it now? And the host is like, what? Uh, okay, sure. So I walk out on stage. Now the crowd's already basically getting up to leave. Right, right. They sit back down. They don't understand what is even going on. They just think, oh, poor Brian didn't get a standing ovation and he's so insecure that <laughs> he needs it now, you know, like a Make-A-Wish kid or something. They just like, <laughs> they immediately start clapping. I don't even have a microphone in my hand. Right. There's, there's no symmetry. My water bottle, which I had not touched, is now empty because it's right. the last comics up there. The stool is in a different place. I have to go move all this stuff myself to try to get it back in place. Continuity, right? Continuity. And who knows, you know, what the, the director's even thinking. So, but we do it. And, you know, so if you watch it, it's kind of obvious because, you know, on a real standing ovation, it's a gradual stand up. Right, right. On mine, there's just a quick cut and everybody stands at the same time because yeah. it was manufactured. <laughs> If so it was a little awkward ending. It's funny. It's a funny story. I've told yeah. it on the podcast and I'm going to go back and watch it. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I've seen um, Seinfeld a couple of times and he has a good joke about the standing O about how some people are really into it. You know, they get up right away and they're clapping and then other people are like, are we doing this or yeah, all right. Yeah. It's very reluctant, yeah. you know, to go. Up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so it's a funny story. It really, you know, it's just, it's behind the scenes of, behind the bar yeah yeah of what goes on i like that that's a clip right there i'll tell you yeah i love i i don't love i say that sarcastically i've seen comics in just regular shows not even tapings they, they'll yeah. get the big applause and then they'll they'll linger and step back slower and slower towards the exit of the stage where they'll linger kind of like give me the standing out like I, I i won't do that i can't yeah yeah. You know, I feel like with my first dry bar, <laughs> they were kind of slow to stand. And I feel like I even reached out and shook some hands up front, almost like I was lingering to get that standing yeah. up. So I guess I'm not above it. 
Um, I've, I've poked fun at some dry bar comedian friends of mine who have mentioned to people in conversation or posts on social media that they got a standing o at their special. And I call them out like, yeah, we, we all, every, we all do. Yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You know, uh, what I liked about watching your two specials was to kind of follow your, uh, uh, your life a little bit. Right. So <laughs> Uber important talks about how you're an Uber driver and a comic. That's your mm -hmm. first joke. So essentially I'm an Uber driver. Um, and you know, that you were single late forties and then, yep. you know, you kind of go into hello folks and you start off with, I'm, you know, 51, my wife's 46 and, and we have a one-year-old or what, yes. I don't know, 18 months or whatever at the time. At that time it was, she was seven months, seven She's months. months now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool to see the progression of, you know, this is how a comedian develops his material based on his life experiences you know yeah i mean i used to all my jokes were about like you said about being single in, in my age and then i think when i recorded that dry bar the first one i did had i was dating my wife so i had a girlfriend but it was still most of my material was about not being able to get a girl and now most of my material is about my wife or my daughter right um so it is funny how that evolves like that do you have to run it by her? Do you have to get permission to say, Hey, I'm thinking about doing a bit about this? Yeah. I mean, she's never said no to anything, but uh, now I will admit sometimes I try it out first. Sure. And then uh, if it doesn't really hit that well, then, you know, I don't even have to tell her about it if I'm going to kill the joke, but if it's doing well and I think, Oh, this one might stick, then I run it by her just to make sure she's okay with it. Yeah, I'll do the same thing with my with my girlfriend. I'll be like, yeah, I, I want to talk about this, and I, I won't yeah. make you. I, if you're concerned as you looking bad, you won't. It's going to come back on me eventually. You know. That's right. That's right. All my jokes, even if they're about her, they maybe with a couple exceptions. I mean, they're usually just really poking fun at me. If you if you listen close enough. Oh, of course, of course. I know, I know a comic that whose wife forbids him to do material about her and the family, and I'm like, you need to get. Divorce. You're missing out on an hour of material. <laughs> yeah. You need to put your career ahead of your wife. <laughs> so you um, mentioned in your special that you dated your now wife before and you broke up. Yes. That's, that's one of my favorite jokes of yours is why you guys broke up. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then how did you reconnect? I don't know if I remember that. We reconnected on match. Wow. Uh, yeah. We had a mutual friend fix us up. We dated, we went our separate ways, and then we reconnected 11 years later on match. Does that ever come back in in fights? You know, like the, the fact that you broke up already, does that come back and bite you? No. Um, I mean, I guess because the way I tell the joke is kind of true. I mean, it wasn't like one of us broke up with the other one. Okay. I mean, I guess you could say essentially me being the guy, it was more on me since... I should have been the pursuer. Right. But it wasn't like some bad breakup or I just stopped really even calling her really. It just kind of, we went on a few dates. I got you. And then went from there. So no, it doesn't really come up now. We, we sometimes talk about well, why didn't it work the first time. Right. And we don't even hardly remember the timing, I guess, or maybe it really was what I say my joke. We just both thought we could do better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I thought it was a very interesting story too, because even when, you know, I, I think I reached out to you months and months ago and you said, Hey, it's kind of hectic. I'm, you know, I'm this age and I have a, a new baby. And I was like, wow, yes. I got, I got to talk about that. If I get him yeah. on the podcast, you know? And uh... yeah, I mean, I'm 50, almost 52. And 
I have a 18 month old baby. So it's our first child. Right. My wife's a little bit younger than I am, but she's in her, she's now 47. Right. And uh, so it's an odd experience, but it, you know, it makes good material. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. 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 I, so I used to think, so I was married for a while and I've been divorced for a while now, but um, <laughs> having my son and then raising my, my now ex stepdaughter, I guess you can say, I, I consider her my daughter, but mm-hmm. um, it's just the material is, is plentiful if you're, if you're listening and watching, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a quite a bit of material about my daughter and she's only a year and a half. Sometimes I feel like I'm trying to force it. And, you know, I'm, there's a lot of material that doesn't work, but I mean, she's, <laughs> she's a year and a half. She can't even yeah. really talk and do anything yet. So <laughs> it's not like you're know. yelling at your baby. Like you're not providing me with enough material. Yes. yes. Come on, do something funny. To, do something, you know, <laughs> do something funny. Yeah. I, um, did you did you do Huckabee and stand up Nashville before your dry bars? Um, I did Huckabee in between my two dry bars. In between, okay. Yeah, because so, I was already I was married and had a baby. I remember mentioning that on Huckabee. How nerve wracking is that being on Huckabee? I mean, he's a former presidential candidate, right? Governor, oh, right? So that was very interesting. I um sometimes do audience warm up for his show. Oh, okay. And um, so I was familiar with the set and, and the people that works there. And then they, um, they emailed me one day and said, Hey, um, we'd like to record your warm up set um, and air it on the show the week of July 4th. Cause we're going to be on vacation. And I was like, okay, um, there's a reason it's called, Warm up set because the audience isn't warmed up. Right. So right. I was I was very concerned about this that it was not going to look good because I'm going to go out there cold and I didn't want it to look bad. And they assured me that no 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 we'll we'll get them going. And I was still a little nervous about it, but they did to their work. Even Huckabee himself went out before I did. That's nice. And said, "Hey guys, this warm up comic." He said, "We're actually taping this. It's going to air." you know, down the road. So give them your best. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. 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 So they were great. And, um, I mean, I recorded that maybe in, on, in May and it aired the week of July 4th. Yeah. Um, so that's a beautiful set that they have there. And the fact that I'd done it a few times as a warm up comic. Yeah. Made it. And you would think warm up is a little different than stand up sometimes too. You know, it's it's not straight joke. You know, set up, set up, punch. Sometimes it's like getting them to applaud or talking about the instructions of a show. Like if you see this applause sign, then we expect them. Like, but it was just straight stand up. So it was. Yeah, they're they're warm up comics. They just want you to do straight stand up. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's no like engaging with the audience. I mean, you can, but they're fine with you just going out there and doing seven minutes of comedy off the top. Just one, one of my previous podcast guests, uh, Lee Harden uh, did Huckabee and, and his fly was open the whole set. They had to post edit that. Yeah. Uh, I, I've heard that story. Lee's actually the comic that I was referencing when I said, when he got a dry bar, I yeah. thought he's been doing it less time than I have. So yeah, I guess I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lee, um, I've heard Lee tell that story about his fly being down on Huckabee and, and uh, can I you can't. see it? I did. I, when I, I watched his set, his Huckabee set, I didn't notice it. And yeah. I guess they fixed it, but you know, 
yeah post-production or whatever but yeah i check my flight a thousand times a day it's to this day i do too i do too and whenever i'm getting laughs that seem like odd like in the yeah. setup or they're really into it i start getting insecure like what's going on is my yeah. fly down you check your nose you're like wiping your nose or mouth or yeah your teeth yeah, like absolutely. anything absolutely you asked me about stand-up live um now i've done two of those and i think the first one i was still single maybe before i even did any dry bar i can't remember and then the second one i was already married but i don't think i had kids yet right so the first dry bar was pretty huge as far as nerves go yeah with your experience absolutely i'd never i'd never done anything like that and never done uh you know makeup and uh all that stuff pre-production and having to pick out wardrobe and all that and i think it for me i don't know about you but i'm not a i don't move around a ton on the stage but still just them telling me don't go past this line yeah i got in my head a little bit and i kind of felt confined in there like and um so i was definitely nervous when i did it i told them that i'm a i sweat i'm not a I'm pretty laid back on stage. I'll I'll ramp up a little bit sometimes and come back to my normal, but I sweat a lot. And yeah. I told them my glasses fog up. I hate wearing glasses on. So if I take my glasses off, it's not to make a point so they can air out. The, <laughs> the makeup lady's like, I got you. So she, she did this like multi-layer 4k makeup, spritz, makeup, spritz, makeup, spritz. And she goes, just don't touch it. You won't sweat at all on your head or face. She did my head. I got, I don't have any hair. So she did my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kid you not, I my I was sweating underneath the two shirts, but nothing on my face. And if you watch my special, I had an itch on my face a couple of times, and I I used my little pinky nail, like because <laughs> I didn't want like a big smudge of cake, yeah, because it yeah. was thick. Yeah, it sounds like it. And That's uh, funny. yeah, yeah. Um, are you a, a Nashville guy, born and raised? I am. I am. I mean, oh. just outside of Nashville, but, but yeah, Nashville suburb, but born and raised and, uh, you know, Nashville has changed a lot in the last few years. And um, I think it's a number. I, I saw a video last night of most um, cities with the most people moving to them in the last two years. Austin was one. I think Nashville was two. Yeah. Nashville and Austin are the two cities that you just hear about a lot that are everybody's moving moving to from California and from other places. Yeah. When I first started in comedy 16 years ago, you know, Nashville, it didn't seem like a place you could, if you really wanted to make it in comedy that you could stay in, you had to go to New York or LA or something like that. But as you know, now with uh, social media and and video technology, you, you don't have to leave. Um, to go to New York or LA to make it. And then Nashville has gotten, we still only have one comedy club, Zanies, but Nashville has gotten to be such a cool city and so many people are coming there. It just seems like, and there's a lot of great comics that live there. It just seems like you can, I mean, I am, I'm living here and making a living doing yeah. stand up. So, yeah, I think it's like Jacksonville too. Comedy Zone is the only comedy club, um, but you can find an open mic every night of the week. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Which are tough. I mean, I'll I'll do them from time to time, especially if I'm prepping for something. I need to I need to hear myself say it to an audience or whatever. But 
Mm-hmm. It's a little humbling at times when. Oh gosh, I went to an open mic. I don't go very often. Just, just again with the baby and stuff. Yeah, I, it's hard. And then, thankfully, I am pretty busy on weekends doing shows. Um, but I went to an open mic recently and had this thought in my head that I'm going to show up at this open mic and everybody's going to be like, "Whoa, Brian Bates is here!" Right. right. And I got humbled so bad. One, no one cared. Right. Nobody, you know, they're half my age. So they're like, who's yeah. the old guy? Right. Is he here and to pick somebody got, up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then I had a, and then I got up there and kind of bombed, not kind of, I bombed, Yeah. you know, in, in my four minutes or whatever that they gave me. So yeah. I left there with my tail between my legs. Like, yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, man. I had this. So probably my worst, um, Worst bomb and worst being guilty of, of my, my own arrogance early on in my career. I uh, maybe three, four, five years into doing stand up, I entered this Comedy Central contest called uh, Laugh Riots, right? And uh, made it to the semifinals and they filmed it in Atlanta. And I made it on Comedy Central for like two minutes. Like they showed like the making of. I didn't make it to the finals okay. or ultimately win it. But anyway, right. All of a sudden it's a credit. Comedy Central, right? So I booked this private gig. They want stand-up and improv, me and three other guys. We're just doing this improv and we're eating it hardcore. No one's laughing. Yeah. It's a big yeah. ballroom full of people. And I'm saying, and the two, my two buddies are up there doing an improv game. They're dying. I say to my buddy backstage, I go, look, we got 15 minutes left or, and then we get paid. We got to get out of here. I said, you go up there and you tell them that Danny Johnson from Comedy Central is going to do his Comedy Central set for them tonight and brian when i tell you that they <laughs> couldn't have cared it was poor it was the i never sweated that much on stage they nothing it was like a lecture i might as well have been yeah lecturing. yeah 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 i mean that hurts to hear it it feels yeah. good and it hurts at the same time because we've all been there and yeah um you know my dry bar my first one, I closed telling a story about um, my worst bomb, which yes. I'm not, I'm not going to share the whole joke or the whole story, but it was at my hometown of Lebanon at the Wilson County Livestock Association and my mom and family and all these people were there. And that joke had been killing on the road. And I've been closing on, I was at that time opening for Nate Bargatze a lot on the road. Okay. And his kind of self-deprecating style of humor it the joke that joke was working really really well with his crowds on dry bar that night i didn't feel like it did that great especially as a closer and um you know somebody told me afterwards who was there they said you know these audiences in provo and i want to hear what you think about this he said these audiences in provo they're so excited to see comics. They all think you guys are big deals. So they didn't know quite how to take this bombing and this, you know, like right, and, right. And my opening joke about driving for Uber again, they think you're a big deal. So they're like, wait, he drives for Uber. Right. Right. And my buddy made this point. Like, I don't know that they know how to take that because they're used to, they think you guys are stars. Right. And maybe he's right. Maybe, you know, it, yeah. the jokes did not hit as hard as it had been doing. I think so. I think you're, I think he's right. I think they look, cause when I reply to some of the comments on social media from Drybar, 
um, people, some mostly good, but some very funny, bad ones. Uh, they're, they're astonished, you know, they're, that I'm taking the time to do that. And I like to, I like doing it. I like yeah. reading it. Obviously I love reading good stuff about myself, but, yeah. um, but I think that's maybe it. Like, wow. It's almost like, why is the, you know, some comics ask, why is the introduction important when you're bringing me up on stage? It's well, it's not totally important, but it does give you some credibility, you know, to the crowd if they don't know who you are. Right. Sure. Yeah. Who are some of yeah. your uh, influences now or early on? Well, I've always um, I've always worked clean, and um, so I've always kind of gravitated toward clean comics. Yeah. Um, early on, you know, Brian Regan. I mean, still is. Brian oh my Regan, gosh! Yeah. Uh, Gaffigan, Seinfeld, those guys, and then. Um, you know, for the last few years and now, I mean, it's weird to say it because he's my friend, but Nate Bargatze is sure. is no is one of my favorites. And uh, uh, um, gosh, there's so many. Greg Warren, he's he's done a dry bar. He's very very funny. I've seen him on the your podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg is Greg is super funny. Um, Joe Zimmerman. I think Joe Zimmerman's done a dry bar. I think he, and he just released his uh, half hour or whatever. Yeah. The YouTube. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm forgetting some people, but I saw, I saw Joe. Uh, I went to one of Nate's shows in Jacksonville when he was here. Yeah. And it's actually turned into a joke. You can feel free to share it with him. But uh, I say, I, I only used it a couple of times, but from my girl, my girlfriend for her birthday this year, she asked me to get her, uh, tickets to see another comedian. I said, <laughs> how many areas of this relationship am I falling short? Jeez. Yeah, that's funny. Now we got to go into a giant theater where she leans over and she goes, this is what success looks like. Oh, you know, no, she didn't say that, but, uh, how did the crowd take that? They're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They ha yeah, they do do that. And then I go, thanks, Nate Bargatze or Getsy, whatever. Yeah, and, uh, it gets a little. But the the thing that gets the most laugh is how many areas of this relationship am I falling short? You know, that's very funny. The way that's her favorite it. comic is Nate. So not me. Uh, yeah. And we I don't even know if I'm in my wife's top 10. <laughs> right. I don't even know if she I do comedy. But she did take me to see Seinfeld. I took her to see Nate and she took I, Seinfeld's my the king to me. So uh, I got to see Seinfeld in in, uh, in Jacksonville as well. So I, uh, I guess that's awesome. Yeah, I keep I waiting for him to come back to Nashville. I can't believe I, I shouldn't say I can't believe, you know, as comics, I don't know about you, but I'm, uh, I, I laugh occasionally when I'm listening to other comics, but a lot of times I appreciate the, the way they worded it or, and I'm like, that's really funny. I wish I thought of that, you know, right. I think right. Brian Regan and Seinfeld are, and, and um, some others really make me laugh out loud, but She's like, are you enjoying this as we're watching Seinfeld? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But, I, you know, I'm I'm You're listening yeah. to the artwork of it. You know? yeah. 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 You know, when I first started, I think I still I, wa I watched stand up comedy as a fan still. And my buddies who were comics would be like, oh, I liked it when he did this or this or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't even notice that because I was still in the fan mode. Right. Over time, it has shifted. So now, yeah, when I'm watching 
same thing. If I'm watching someone's special on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the jokes. I have to be careful. I don't know about you. I have to be careful watching too much comedy because I like to watch my, my favorites. And, but if you, if I, I find if I watch it too much or from around them too much, or if, even if I work for them for when comedy clubs used to be Tuesday through Saturday or whatever, you know, I work with Greg, Greg Geraldo for a week and I started to take on a little bit of his speed and his cadence, you know, like, and I was like, Oh, I got to stop that. Or I, I remember at one point, one of my jokes was delivered a la Seinfeld, like, you know, bah, bah, bah. and I heard myself and I'm like, Ugh, yes. Gonna... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously Nate has a very unusual delivery and when I see him up there killing, it just seeps in. Yeah. And I want to, I want to start talking like that. Um, I drew a blank on there was somebody else I was just going to mention. Well, Dusty Slay, who's on our podcast, right. he has a usual delivery and same thing. And then I just worked with doesn't have to be a guy. I was just in uh, Florida in Pensacola last week opening for Leanne Morgan. Right. And, and uh, who's also had a dry bar and very uh, distinct speech pattern, <laughs> very distinct. And I start talking like her really quickly because she has, I mean, she's very Southern accent, but then she has just phrases and sayings that she says. And I find myself starting to talk like her real quick. Yeah, it's that real. Stage, My girlfriend but... loves her too. So we watched her Netflix special and yeah. it is really, it goes, you know, deep into the. Yes. Yes. Southern accent. Yeah. And that's how she talks all the time. So I find myself in our conversations, calling someone darling or, uh, or just something I would never say, uh, you know, normally. Right. Right. Well, look, man, I don't want to keep you longer than I, than I would love to, I'd love to keep you forever, but, uh, not forever. It's a little much, but, uh, yeah, it's a little much, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I know you got the one year old and you're, uh, yeah, I'm back here hiding in the bedroom right now to, to do this. So, Mine's uh, 17, my son. It's just, it, and it's like just having a roommate, like a broke roommate <laughs> who leaves a mess all over the place. Well, um, yeah, I guess I'll get there someday. I bet, I bet it went really fast. Super fast. I, cause, and Facebook memories remind you of that. You know, it pops up almost, you know, every year around his birthday. And I'm like, ma, that little face, that little boy. And now he's a man with hair and, yeah. muscles and like where is that yeah, it's so funny you should say that because i've just been saying that to people myself because all my friends my age their kids are grown or at least you know college age probably and they're like oh it all goes so, goes so fast but with social media i find myself already yeah. looking back on stuff from a year ago and it just it's constant reminder of how fast she's growing for sure for sure but Look, I wish you uh, nothing but uh, continued success and hopefully uh, our paths will cross in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. And um, yeah, thank you for everybody who's watched my dry bar special. Absolutely. It's BrianBatesComedy.com, right? That's it. And That's uh, the two specials, Uber Important. Hello, folks. All his clips are also on his website. Um, and you uh, keep listening to Behind the Bar, post it, share it whatever you people do on the social media. Uh, Brian, if you don't mind hanging out for a few seconds after we stop this and uh, sure. thanks again for being on. Thank you.